0: Brian McCumber here with Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have an awesome podcast today. We are fortunate to have Noah Tucker as a returning feature guest on the show. And for those of us in e-com, you should know who Noah is because he has been on the scene in the e-com industry and is one of the most popular podcast episodes on Tech Money Talks. If you guys caught it, it was a finale 2019 podcast feature guest episode and the title was the Christmas gift that made him $50,000 the next month. Now, a multi-million dollar dropshipper providing dropshipping automation as a service. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Noah continues to raise the bar and he's been keeping it real this brother's been keeping it real and he's been a keynote speaker at major events and I tell you time is money and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time and I'm so happy to have him on the show today Noah how's it going man how you doing
1: it's going great Brian thanks so much for having me again last time was a lot of fun so I'm excited
0: yeah, yeah. We had a great conversation for sure. It went a long time. I mean, I felt like we could talk for hours. And right now, you know, as far as something new, and actually, you know, before we get things started, I've been doing this as well as is, is to give a perspective. And that's kind of the reason why we're doing the live stream for those that are catching this live. But even for those that catch the audio podcast, because it goes through editing, and they may not catch it until like, you know anywhere from two to four weeks out. So to give time perspective for everybody, today is May 7th. You know, we're still going through this global pandemic, the financial recession, the country's trying to open up and all these things that are going on. So there's a whole bunch of things to talk about. Uh, So just to give perspective of the day and time of where we're talking from, because I tell you, man, times have changed. I mean, a conversation from like a month or two ago doesn't make sense anymore anymore. You know, in today's terms. So a lot of things have, have changed. And, and I think that can lead us into our conversation. But maybe for the audience, give a quick introduction about yourself, and then we'll let the
1: conversation take us from there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been, uh, like like you were talking about, I've been in the dropshipping game for about three years now. So I've I've seen a lot, of, which has been really cool, mainly just because I've been able to see a lot of shifts and changes in patterns with how things have been going, mostly with like Facebook ads. Um, and I think like with the virus going on right now and everything, that's definitely the biggest impactor of how trends have been affected recently, not just with products, but with like, you know, we can talk a lot about the CPMs and how that's uh, changed recently with Facebook. But yeah, I mean, I've been dropshipping for three years. So I've really seen so many different things come into play and like this virus has definitely been the biggest impact on like every aspect of e-commerce all at once cuz businesses are changing so fast right now like businesses that are relying heavily on brick and mortar are now forced to go online and the ones that are not able to go online are failing and the ones that are successfully going online are realizing how much easier and more efficient they could they could operate online and those are the businesses that are going to survive this whole pandemic and the ones that you know are attempting to go, to go online and are failing or not able to utilize the different online tools we have available to us to, to be successful online. Those are the ones that aren't making it, which is just crazy to see happen right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I remember from our last conversation that, I mean, I really enjoyed it because, I mean, you, you had a really good perspective looking at the data, the trends, and even the stuff related to what you're doing to automation. For me, it has a lot of questions, you know, what's, what's changed and how has it evolved In this space for sure. But I would say, you know, before we dive into that, you know, one of the the questions that I wanted to ask you is, uh, and I think this will help a lot of people because right now I'd say, you know, there's a lot of people now looking to get into a space of online yeah. business. You know, look I at mean, the So many people their... have lost their jobs
1: recently. Like the unemployment rate in the U.S. is almost like 50% or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, now people are looking to get that side hustle. And, you know, as far as, you know, e-commerce goes and online business, I mean, the trends are like more people are buying online than ever before. Exactly. So before we get into all that stuff, I mean, there's so many things to talk about. But this number one question that I think will help out a lot of people that are looking right now. So this question here is, imagine you had a couple thousand dollars to your name. And in these current times, if you had to start all over again, but knowing what you know now, what would you do over the next 30 days to start
1: your business that would actually make you money and explain why? Well, that's a really good question. And the perfect time to answer a question like that or to act on something like that is right now, because like you were saying before, like we were just talking about the trend is all moving digital right now, and it's it's really interesting. I consider it almost like the natural selection of the business world right now because the businesses that were always you know operating in old fashioned ways or just like relying heavily on brick and mortar like I was saying before everyone's forced to at least attempt to go online right now. The ones that are successfully moving online are are thriving and the ones that are attempting to go online and it's not really working out they're failing and they're gonna completely you know go out of business eventually and and no longer exist so my, my point being right now is the greatest time you could ever get involved in online business for who knows, you know, how long anything, you know, this was such a random thing to happen, everything with this virus. So who knows if anything like this could ever happen again, where businesses are so forced to be online. But on top of that, everyone's staying at home right now because half the world is in quarantine. So, so online shopping is up a ton. And big advertisers that spend a lot on Facebook traditionally or other advertising platformers platforms that us e-commerce entrepreneurs use, they're pulling back ad spend because they're they're They have to cut back on all expenses. They're firing people They're You know, all all their revenue streams are getting all messed up from the virus because they're not a solely online business, but with e-commerce, it is a solely online business. So e-commerce spenders are able to increase their spend and, and reach more people for cheaper because all these big advertisers that Facebook was traditionally relying on have had to pull back so much spend that it's literally easier and cheaper to reach more people on Facebook. So I mean, that's just that's just why it's a great time to get started. But to answer your question, I would say... So obviously, the name of the game with e-commerce and dropshipping specifically is just following trends. We talked about that a lot in the previous podcast. So right now, there's a lot of products that trending specifically because of the rest. And I'm not just talking about personal protection equipment. I'm talking about things people are doing to keep themselves occupied at home. People are more likely to invest in a really cool sound system for their house right now because everyone's sitting at home listening to music. People are more likely to invest in like really cool lighting for their room because right now everyone's spending so much time just sitting in the room watching Tiger King on Netflix. People are much more likely to invest in home workout equipment right now because the gyms are closed and people still want to get their workouts in. So people are buying like those ab roller machines and pull-up bars and stuff like that and the rubber bands that you could like put behind the door and stuff like that. Like any home workout equipment is selling really hot right now. So this first step I would do would be to pick a product along those lines. Something that, something that because sales are higher right now for all products online pretty much, but something that is definitely going to be way higher right now because of everything that's going on with the virus. That That would be the first step I would do. The second step is I would do a lot of homework on how to properly build a really nice website because that's obviously super important. If you have a really poorly designed website, you know, it doesn't matter if you have the greatest product in the world, people are going to get to your website and be like, wait, this doesn't look right. Or there's typos here. or It just looks sloppy and unprofessional. That's obviously something you have to avoid. So, I mean, there's so much free value on YouTube to, to learn how to build a beautiful website on Shopify. I mean, Shopify already makes it as easy as possible. It's literally the most user-friendly platform in the world, drag and drop. Everything is pretty much done for you. But that being said, everyone is using Shopify to build websites, so you definitely want yours to be better than the average. So you want to stand out. So I would just definitely recommend YouTube to go and, and build a nice website on Shopify, and then to source the product. I've been using Zendrop a lot recently. My my good uh, buddy and business partner Jared Gets. He's actually the founder of Zendrop. Um, but it's a great platform for sourcing products. I know a lot of people have been dealing with like really bad shipping times and stuff recently because of all the supply chain, things that got messed up from the virus. So Zendrop would be where, where I would source the product if I were starting from scratch. And it's it's dropshipping. It's basically like Oberlo, but it, it fulfills the product automatically. So you don't have to like hire a virtual assistant to go in and, and you know, click fulfill or have an AliExpress tool, like plug-in, go and fill in the customer's information, AliExpress, it kind of just handles all this stuff for you. It works directly with the suppliers um, and, and ships and ships it right to the customer. So that's where I would source the product. And then as far as traffic, Facebook ads, obviously, as you know, Brian, are always have always been my bread and butter. So I would definitely recommend using Facebook to drive traffic to your store. But that being said, you need to know what you're doing if you're running Facebook ads. And if you know, like you were saying, starting out with two or $3,000, you don't want to just, you could blow that money in less than a day, theoretically, if you wanted to and not get a single store visitor if you didn't know what you were doing. So I would say definitely do a lot of homework on Facebook. Again, there's so many courses out there and a lot of them are great, but there's so much more free value on YouTube. I always recommend to people who are starting out and don't have big budgets, just go on YouTube. There's so, like, even I go on YouTube all the time to learn new things about Facebook ads. If there's you know a new concept I want to learn, just a few days ago, I wanted to really get good at learning automated rules on Facebook, which basically can scale back your campaigns for you. I really wanted to learn that. So I went on YouTube, I watched like two videos, and I just like got a concept for it, set it up in Facebook, and it's already starting to work. So like, my point being is like, no matter what level you are, there's usually, there's usually a YouTube video to to teach you what you're trying to learn. So watch a bunch of YouTube videos on Facebook ads, get, understand some, some of the main concepts, and then start with really low budget, spend like $10 to $50 a day, see the results you get. Don't, you know, don't keep running ads that aren't working. If something specific isn't working, try to find the point in your funnel where traffic is dropping off, optimize that, relaunch the ads and keep playing around with that until you figure something out. And then again, you could always go back to YouTube and keep relearning. But if you have two to $3,000 and, and then, and obviously everyone has time right now because we're all stuck in quarantine anyway, this is really the perfect time to, to go out there and make it happen. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. And listening to you, yeah, you broke it down into like a four step
0: process pretty much as I caught the first yeah. one, which is, you know, picking a product. Second one, you said, build the site. Third, which is, you know, use product sourcing and you, you would use Zen. drop. drop. And then fourth, which was, you know, Facebook ads. And then you talked about, you know, where you can learn the latest strategies there. In that, I had some questions along the way. This is really good stuff. So for the audience, you know, I I like that you touched on the topic of building the website, but, you know, making sure the spelling and the look and feel, because I think a lot of customers uh, definitely you know, look to see, you know, is it trustworthy? Is it a trustworthy place to, to buy from? And I was wondering if you could speak a little bit more about that.
1: Well I mean it's there's so much there's so many people that build drop shipping stores and just do a really you could just tell when someone puts in time and makes a store professional and I'm not a graphic designer by any means I'm not you know a coder by any means I don't know you know I'm not like an expert at this stuff but there's a very noticeable difference between someone who puts in time to make something look professional and to someone who just whips up a store as quick as they can just to launch a product as fast as they can there's there's a noticeable difference and You know, like when when you as a consumer, you have to put yourself in the consumer's shoes when they see a store that looks like a professional store, like any of the other online stores that they go on, you know, like Macy's or Walmart or whatever stores, bigger stores people are shopping on. You could always tell the difference between a store that's just well done and a store that's not well done. And Shopify gives you all the tools you need to create a well-looking, a well-done store. And I'm not saying that your store has to look like Macy's. I'm just saying if you put in the effort and and everything, you know, obviously things as things silly as typos are, you know, you can't you can't be doing anything like that, obviously. Yeah. But I'm talking about mainly just like the layout design of it and everything. You you can always tell the difference between someone who really put in the effort and and made a nice-looking store. Compared to someone who just threw something together, and if you don't yeah. know how like what a nice store should look like, just go to any big online retail retailer, Macy's. Like, I mean, that's just the first thing that came to my head, but any big online store, look at their product page, look how they lay out the information. Um, they usually have FAQs on there. They have you know trust badges, everything that makes a consumer feel like this is a trustworthy store to shop from because people are very scared to shop online nowadays, but people are forced to shop online nowadays. So they're going to do it. They're going to buy the product online. The question is, is it going to be your store or a competitor's store? So the way to make it your store that the people end up shopping from is to take that extra step and then make everything look professional.
0: Yeah, re- really good explanation and and hopefully the audience is catching this for sure because and it's a reason why Noah brought this up and it's a reason why I wanted to highlight this because, you know, engagement, all the shoppers out there, I mean, just for the, the shopper to engage, you only have a few seconds just to get their attention and then if they get to your site and your store, you know, it's a number of seconds before they decide Hey, does this kind of sketchy or is it trustworthy? All it takes is one misspelled word or something to throw them off. So what Noah's trying to say is like, okay, you don't have to be a professional designer. You know, leverage the templates, which actually look clean and good, but do your due diligence, yeah. proofread, spell check. All those basic things that anybody can do, you know, put in that extra effort because all it takes is just one word misspelled or something looks out of place or something looks sketch and boom, you lost a sale because you didn't take those extra efforts. Would you say so?
1: Exactly. And uh, (laughs) One one thing you could do too, um, as far as layout, there's a, a Shopify app, I believe it's called Sections Anywhere. No, I'm not Ooh. positive I'm pretty sure it's called sections anywhere. I'm not I don't remember if it's free or not, but I don't think it's it's expensive if it's not. And it basically allows you to add sections that you could traditionally only add to the home page of Shopify on any page. So a product page you could add sections that would you would only be able to add on the home page. That's and that huge. Can, right, that is yeah, and that's we, something that we use a lot that makes our stores look way more professional because so you can add that of, to product pages? You're saying you yeah, can. So cuz Exactly. Because wow. usually, yeah, usually on the, on the theme, they give you like a ton of really cool sections, but you could only add them to the home page. And what if you want the FAQ to be on the product page or, you know, whatever section, it could literally just be like an image layout that looks really clean and professional that you traditionally only have on the homepage. Well, now with this app, you could add it to any page. So that's just another way to help.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that that's a really good tip for sure. And I'm trying to think, I think I remember hearing about that. But yeah, I mean, being able to make it easier to customize, you know, the product landing page is is huge, because you don't have the same flexibility as you do on the homepage, but exactly. uh, it would be awesome on the on the product page. So that's a really good tip for the audience, you know, and it's a way to differentiate and, and to stand out and add more more trust factor to it. Really good tip, thanks for sharing that. And to get to your third point, the zen drop, I think this is really cool because I've noticed this pattern too, there's a lot of shoppers that are concerned about products shipping from China. And I think
1: they're concerned for a couple of reasons. I was wondering if you could maybe talk a little bit more about that. So, I mean, unfortunately right now, like shipping is long from China and there's like really no way around that. And like, who knows how long this is going to last. Like, Maybe by the time this podcast airs, honestly, it might be back to normal. Like, Really, who knows? But right now, there's way less planes flying back and forth from China. And also, PPE, any personal protection equipment, like masks or gloves or gowns or anything like that, is being prioritized and is getting shipped out way faster than anything else. So things that have nothing to do with helping fight this virus are not a big priority for, for these uh, Chinese distributors. So... Even with Zendrop, which is still what what I use for a lot of my stores, even using that like that de- definitely makes it quicker because it auto fulfills, which means just like you don't have to you won't get back you the orders won't get backed up because as soon as a customer places an order, it's automatically charged from your card um the difference like obviously the price that you pay from the for the supply for from the supplier um and then it and then it, it goes into the queue to be shipped out mm-hmm. but that being said, it's still you know fifteen to twenty five days shipping right now because there's just not much that can be done around that, unfortunately. Hopefully yeah. within the next even two weeks, I, I think there could be a big difference. Um, now that things are starting to reopen. And obviously in China, the virus has been like a non-issue for a while now. But the thing is so many of these countries need all this personal protection equipment that everything that's not coronavirus related is just getting put on the back burner, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, regardless, I'd still say design drop would be the best solution right now.
0: Yeah. And does so Zendrop, do, does it give it faster shipping? I was wondering if you could explain a little more.
1: Zendrop does have an expedited shipping option. Mm-hmm. Even with the expedited shipping right now, it's still going to be on the slower side. So before the virus, <laughs> I think with expedited shipping, it was like six to 10 days or something like that, which from China is like incredibly fast. And, you know, obviously if you get, if, you're, if your customer orders a product and it gets there in six days, they're not even going to realize it came from China. Mm-hmm. But with... And I don't quote me on those numbers. That's just what I recall. But with the virus, I think it's still at least like ten, probably even more. Probably like fourteen to twenty days or something with the extradited. Yeah. So it's and there's ranging. really there's really no way around that. Like right yeah. now,
0: unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Well, it's better than you know the
0: sixty days, which I'm seeing. Like some of the other. Sixty listings, days definitely not not right? should not be an
1: option at any point. Yeah. No, that's no. yeah. not going to so, work.
0: For the audience listening, I mean, don't start drop shipping products and only have you know sixty day shipping. <laughs> no, that's uh, a that's a recipe customer, for failure. Yeah, your customers going to get really upset. Facebook's going to cancel your ad account. And actually, let's even talk about that, which was the fourth step. You said Facebook ads, which is really good. I had the question: I was just like you know, who who uh, would you recommend? You know, as far as you know, f- watching on YouTube for Facebook on YouTube.
1: Ad? That's a good question. I'd say. I mean, there's, there's so many good channels out there, but just off the top of my head, I really like Tanner Plain's videos. He does a really good job. Hayden Bulls does a really good job. Ari Sherson does a really good job. Scott Hilsey does a really good job. I mean, these are just off the top of my head. There's so many great videos out there. I, uh-huh. I, I would say don't even focus on who's making the videos. Just focus on the specific concepts you're trying to learn. So don't just Google or don't just look, search on YouTube like Facebook ads. Or maybe mm-hmm. maybe for the first couple of videos, do that just so you can get a you know backbone like idea of how everything works. But once yeah. you start test, playing around with ads and testing stuff, and specific things are working and specific things aren't working, you're gonna have more specific questions to look up. So rather than just looking up like Tanner Plain's Facebook ads video, look up on YouTube the exact problem you're dealing with on Facebook, there's probably 10 videos made about that specific issue you're having because everyone is making so many videos about Facebook ads on YouTube that odds are that you're going to have, there's going to be multiple videos from multiple YouTubers that are teaching exactly what you're trying to figure out.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, really good point for sure. Yeah, those are some good recommendations. And uh, there were some questions that came in. So we see a question from Edwin Alex, he said, is it too late to get in the game of dropshipping?
1: It's definitely not too late. I mean, if anything, this is the perfect time. Like we were saying before, so many advertisers, big advertisers, like not even e-commerce companies, like big companies had been forced to pull so much spend out of Facebook that it's literally, you know, for the first time in however many years the CPMs have been declining, which basically means you could reach a greater amount of people on Facebook for cheaper than ever. So it's definitely not too late. Obviously, there's still a lot you have to learn. It's not going to be easy ever, but it's easier than it was four months ago, which is, you know, if if you were looking for the right time to start, this is definitely it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I see another comment came in. It wasn't a question, but Strawberry Baby said he's cute. And has some eyes. Look at. So you got a compliment there.
1: Well, thank you so <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> All right. That's good stuff. So, yeah, I'd say uh, drop your questions in if you're listening live. And uh, we're going to continue on with the conversation. One of the things that had me curious. So are you still doing more in the automation, dropshipping automation as a service? Hundred percent, yeah. So
1: that's definitely more of a high ticket service for people who. It's usually our our typical client for the automations are usually people who've made a lot of money doing whatever else they do, just not e commerce. So, but you know, regardless, it could be from a job, it could be from real estate investing, whatever people do to make money. That just want another revenue stream. Obviously, a fiscally responsible human being is trying to get as many revenue streams as they can putting money in their bank account. So those those packages usually start around $15,000 and we build out an entire store for you. We use everything that my team uses to make the store. So we have we, we actually do have access to some designers that do help us with the sites. And we do have people who do custom content for all the products and stuff like that. And then so we build you a really nice store. Exactly how, how we build ours, we use the same resources that we use for our stores. We get it all set up. We set up customer service. Um, we we kind of just like, it's called an automation because we kind of just like automate all that stuff for you. And then on top of that, we run ads for a period, usually between two to seven months, like physically running the ads myself, like literally sitting right here, i um, doing the ads and basically scaling the store for you while we're, you know, handling all the fulfillment customer service and everything. And then basically after, let's say you do a three month package, after three months, we give you the store. Um, and you own the store the whole time, like it's your store. But after the three months we give you the store, we hand everything off to you. We teach you how to manage the customer service, even though it's pretty much hands-off at that point. And Mm -hmm. then we even teach you how to keep the ads running. So you could obviously continue to make money because it does take some upkeep, but basically we call it an automation because by the time we hand it to you, pretty much everything should be as automated as possible. The whole point of it is so that it's very hands-off. That's why it's a high ticket service. It's like very hands-off for you kind of just invest money and then we handle everything and create this additional revenue stream for you. And then once it's done and we hand it off to you, although you do have to do some upkeep, it's really not much. And it's kind of just another, you know, asset that you have that's just giving, making you money.
0: That's awesome. And uh, what are the, the kind of clients that you work with? Is it already established drop shippers
1: or new? Never, or no, both? it's 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 usually people who have no experience with anything e commerce related. So our first client was someone who did who like uh, worked for this big consulting company, and he just want, you know he heard about e commerce. He really liked the concept of it. He found me on Instagram or something, and we ended up talking. He actually was in lived in Sydney. Um, And I flew out to Sydney and we had some meetings together and then, you know, we ended up building a website for him. And then another client that we just recently started working with, who's actually, his store is crushing it right now, which is just another reason for me to like really try to convince people that right now now is the time to start. But he was a, a student at University of Miami, which is the school I dropped out of. And he like does a ton of real estate investing and he heard about the automation service and just wanted another revenue stream. And he invested with us and he's doing his story is doing really, really well right now. So that was really cool to see. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. One
0: question, I think there was a question that came in. They are asking, they thought Hayden Bowles, you mentioned his name was a scam. Mm-hmm. I remember I mean, catching his name on Baller Busters. And I was wondering if you could speak
1: to that. <laughs> I definitely would. I mean, I wouldn't say he's a scam. Like I don't know what he's done as far as like selling courses or or whatever, like, you know, services that he's done. What I do know is that he does know Facebook ads very well and he has YouTube videos that teach Facebook ads. So regardless of, you know, I mean, I I would say he's not a scam, but I really, have not you know, I've I've never bought any services from him, so I can't say anything concrete. Yeah. What I do know for sure is that he's a really smart kid. I've I've met with him. He's a really nice kid too. So I doubt he would do anything bad like that, but He's, he's a really smart kid and he does know Facebook guys really well. He has a great YouTube channel. So regardless yeah. of anything, he's a great place to le- learn for free from. I mean, you can't get to a learn on YouTube. YouTube yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that goes to show, you know, proven point. Because like, even for me, like I, I kind of lean on baller busters to help, you know, vet guests that I bring on, on the podcast. Right. But even then, like, I mean, I have no control about what they do, you know, as far as offering services and mentorship and Say if, if somebody's, you know, business, you know, dealings goes wrong with a particular yeah. person, you know, we, we, we have no uh, no control or responsibility for what people do. But yeah, I, I would say the way you worded it, which is like, okay, he's dropping knowledge on, on YouTube and he's knowledgeable about the topic. But, you know, as far as, you know, what individual dealings that are being pointed out on like
1: baller busters or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't know, like, I'm just not going to say either way, just because yeah. I never, you know, yeah. I never bought a course it, or whatever from him. So, yeah,
0: no, yeah, no, I totally understand. And hopefully the audience does as well, which is, which is that okay. I mean, you know, we can only know, you know, people s- so much and then, you know, not really know you know, what they may be doing elsewhere, but really good stuff. So we got some other questions coming in. I'm pulling them up here. So, so strawberry baby who gave you a compliment now has a question (laughs) and said, how do you
1: circumvent the lack of funds when wanting to start drop shipping? Well, I mean, cash flow can definitely become an issue and is kind of an ongoing issue. I I think this is what, what she's asking, but like, there's obviously money coming in and money going out because you know your expenses have to be paid off immediately Um, and the money doesn't always come in immediately because you know not every payment processor usually has a few days before the money actually reaches your bank account on top of that there's usually rolling reserves which hold the money and sometimes they could lock up more than a rolling reserve like they could do like put a full hold on your account which obviously will create a cash flow issue honestly there's no there's no great solution to it i would just say like start play it on the safe side. Like start, only spend low budgets at first. Keep reinvesting your profits, reinvesting your profits, reinvesting your profits. Let it kind of snowball into bigger and bigger money. Eventually, if you keep reinvesting profits, reinvesting profits, and the system continues to work, you're going to have a decent amount of cash saved up and it shouldn't be an issue moving forward. If you were to get some sort of hold on your payment processor account or your PayPal gets shut down, which happens to so many people. Mm -hmm. If you have enough if you just keep reinvesting your profits, reinvesting your profits and putting a little beside, um, you should have enough cash sitting around that if something were to get locked up, that you should still be able to at least pay off your bills. Maybe you won't have enough. Maybe you won't have like the profits directly in your hands at the time, because those might get stuck in a reserve, but at least you should have enough to be able to pay off your bills. So you don't obviously have to like take out a loan or anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, really good. We have a couple more questions. We'll, we'll, Start grabbing them, which is so. This is from Facebook. Have you tried no interest ad sets?
1: Yes. So I'm a huge, huge fan (laughs) of no interest ad sets. I would honestly say, like, I manage probably about three to five thousand dollars. Like right now, it's it's always changing, but maybe like three to five thousand dollars of daily ad spend on Facebook right now. I would say. Probably around 50% of that is no interest, is, is a no interest ad. Wow. Right now, a huge trend that I've been seeing with Facebook is that the algorithm is getting really good at finding customers. And when I first started learning Facebook ads, <laughs> everyone was teaching the method of you know target really narrow, find the customers yourself, never click the expand interest box at the ad set level when you're creating an ad. That was like kind of the mentality at the time, and, and that was working back then right now I, I like to make my audiences as broad as possible, especially once you're already getting purchases on an ad account because ad, because optimization happens on the ad account level as well as the ad set level. so if an ad account is already getting purchases for a product, it already is the ad account can optimize and understand who your customers are. so if you were to if you were you know running a bunch of look likes or detail targeting ad sets and they were starting to get some purchases starting to be more consistent. If you were to launch a no interest campaign, like whether it be US no interest worldwide, no interest wherever your audience is, if you were to launch one on the same ad account, it would most likely outperform a lot of the other ads you're running just because it's super broad. So Facebook can put the spend wherever Facebook wants and Facebook is getting really, really good at spending <laughs> that money effectively. So I, I really definitely recommend, once I wouldn't, I wouldn't launch a brand new store on a brand new ad account, the first ad being a no interest ad, but once you are getting somewhat consistent purchases, it's a great way to scale. Wow. Yeah, really good tip and strategy
0: too. Yeah, I've been hearing that, you know, from from other people as well. And thanks for for asking that question, which is that, yeah, it seems to be that the, the machine learning AI is getting smarter and it's only going to get better and better as time goes on, which is cool. But I like the strategy that you mentioned that, okay, you know, you can almost do both you know first you're kind of testing it out to find that you're getting some traction getting some sales and then now put this no interest next to it and see how it does exactly <laughs> yeah and your bet
1: is that it's going to do better <laughs> it, it, it it always does well it always does well if you have yeah. an ad set you know target like and you have a custom audience on the ad set and let's say you're targeting just the united states or whatever certain so adrians you if you just take the custom audience out and put that in a different ad set maybe even a little higher budget so Facebook could test around the audience quicker since it's such a large audience. It usually outperforms. I mean, obviously not 100% of the time, but that's definitely how it's been working for me recently.
0: So we got a question from YouTube. S5 or SS5 says, is making a brand the future?
1: I mean, making a brand is the, is the past, present, and future. I would say <laughs> with, with any business, the goal should always be to build a brand with dropshipping, you don't really have to, which is what's cool about dropshipping. You could honestly just create a website and run. If you're running, if you're doing a good job running ads, you could just drive traffic to the website and make sales and and profit off of it. Which is what's you know so interesting about dropshipping. But obviously, if you do create a brand out of it, then you have a valuable asset that you're working with and you can make money from so many other streams and you could also sell the brand. And you know, if you did a good job and you have consistent numbers over a long period of time, you can sell the brand for a ton and make a ton of money off of that. So a brand is definitely, has always been and will always continue to be a better business model. But what's cool about dropshipping is you don't have to build a brand and you could still make money and it's you know, it's cheaper to not build a brand. But if you're selling a product and it's doing really well and you're making a lot of money... I would definitely suggest starting to build a brand around it because if you're already making money off of it, there's no reason not to reinvest that money into something that could be more long-term.
0: Really good. He had a follow-up question, and I'm not sure if I understand it, but I'll try to read it see if you can make sense out of it. It says, I'm making a product that's better than customers and innovative. How do I combat billion-dollar companies, but they have terrible marketing and advertising? I'm not sure if I
1: understand. I mean, I think what he's saying is, I mean, I think what he's saying (laughs) is that, uh, he's like, he's selling a product that's similar to what other big companies have already been selling, but he says his is better. How does he compete with them if their marketing is bad? I mean, if your product is better, then you don't even need to worry. Like, I think a lot of people forget that if you really have a better product, like the market reacts accordingly. So like, if you really did build something better then once the word gets out like it's it's easy to market things that are great because it's fully transparent there's there's no you know g- gimmicks or anything to try to get people to purchase if people really love a product they come back and they buy it again they tell their friends about it you run an ad and all the comments are like oh i love this i love this i love this and you know people are talking about it sending it to each other sharing it on their facebook page and it's it's just easy to market a really good product so Assuming that is the question you're asking, if you really do have a better product, it should be pretty easy to market.
0: Yeah, those are good questions that that came in for sure. And yeah, I mean, just an amazing time that, that we're dealing with. And let me see what other questions that we have here. Yeah, he was saying customers, not competitors. Sorry. Uh, we have one other question. Would you still use influencers or only paid traffic? That's
1: from Andreas. I mean, yeah, I would definitely still use influencers. It's really a case by case basis. Like there's some, I would say influencer marketing right now, obviously you can still use it to, to drive direct conversions. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but one thing that's really cool about using influencers is if you are building a brand that it just puts credibility behind the brand, because if there's, you know, whatever influencer wearing, let's say it's a clothing brand and this influencer is wearing your shirt, that just... You know, and customers see that or potential customers see that are considering buying your product and maybe they look up to that influencer, even though that might not get them to buy right then. It just, you know, puts in the back of their mind that this is a credible brand, you know, whatever influencer was wearing this, you know, maybe down the road when they get hit by a Facebook ad for the same product that they saw an influencer wearing previously, they're going to be significantly more likely to buy because they already know that it's from a credible brand that someone that they look up to was already... um, it was already wearing the same product. So although influencer I feel like people think of influencer marketing as oh, I spent two hundred dollars for this shout out on this Instagram page and I didn't generate, you know, six hundred dollars in sales, so it wasn't profitable. Like influencer marketing doesn't work. And there's so much Influencer marketing is such—it's so much bigger than that. It, it, you know, obviously, if you're working with like a person as an influencer, not just like a, a meme page on Instagram, that can build credibility from so many different angles. And you could also use whatever pieces of content that the influencer has with your product and use that for a paid traffic ad. Which, and like, the, I've used—I've worked with some pretty big influencers in the past on some products. I've worked with influencers before that their name is an interest on Facebook, so I'll literally just get the ad, um, the pieces of content. That they filmed with my product, and I'll use that as an ad on Facebook, and just target their fans, which is already a predetermined audience on Facebook in detailed targeting, and that always converts really well. Obviously, because it's literally just a video of the influencer, um, and you're literally targeting her, his, or her fans. So there's there's a lot of different approaches to influencer marketing. It definitely is still effective. It'll it'll it will always be effective, but. I, I I don't want people to just think of it as like I'm spending X amount of money and making back X amount in this in the same day, and that's all an influencer is. There's there's definitely a lot more to it than that. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm laughing because I'm reading the live comments that are coming in, and this is yeah. <laughs> great. But one <laughs> Andres is asking, how would you get market sex
1: toys on Shopify? How would I market them? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that Facebook won't allow ads for that. Mm -hmm. Actually, Facebook will definitely not allow ads for that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's other, there's other advertising platforms out there. Like there, there's a traffic junkie, which can put you on Pornhub, which would probably be the, the correct audience for products like that. And also... Traffic Junkie will allow you to put anything in an ad. There's no like filtering or anything. You could have like complete nudity and then it's totally fine. So <laughs> oh, I would say probably Traffic <laughs> Junkie is where I would start. There's also like Taboola, which gets you on like different, uh, like when you're scrolling through articles on the internet, they, they have like ads in the middle of those. Yeah. You can use Taboola for that, but definitely not Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, these are
0: some uh, wide ranging questions for sure. But uh, (laughs) it's pretty funny. Yeah, man, I tell you, there's a lot of things, you know, back to the automation service. So how
1: do people find out about that? Um, If people are interested, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. And you know, we can go over some of the details. And if you're very serious, we'll get on the phone. And we'll go, you know, we'll talk about it. Like if you're ever around miami i always like to meet with my automation clients um, in person again it's like a high ticket service i don't do a lot of them Mm -hmm. so so like it's i always have like a close relationship with the clients that we work with but yeah i would say just dm me on instagram and if you're a right fit like we can move forward from there
0: okay cool and your tag name i'll let you mention it my instagram yeah noah tuck N O A T. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So Noah Tuck. And if you're watching the live stream, uh, we actually have it showing on the right hand side. So Noah Tuck and yeah, really cool stuff. And uh, yeah, this is just great, man. I tell you that there's so many things. I'm actually curious, like, are there any new tools that, that you're working with related to like data gathering or, you know, things like that that's happened over the past few months?
1: Not really. I mean, Facebook, like again, Facebook has been getting so good at finding customers for you that I kind of have been like, if anything, more hands off with my ads and Mm -hmm. definitely not going crazy with like finding very small audiences or, or I'm still using lookalike audiences and stuff to target. And I'll always, you know, import my email lists from my stores Mm -hmm. and use that data, but I'm not using any sort of fancy tools or anything. I don't really see a need.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. And what about related to research? Like I remember we talked about. I like though the market research conversation that we had. Has there been anything there as far as
1: keeping up with the trends and stuff? it's It's definitely the same thing, but it it's I mean'm I'm, I'm not positive, but I'm assuming what I talked about in the previous podcast about that was just literally listening to people's conversations because that that is what I do most of the time. People are always talking um especially now with the virus like there's so many new products that people are interested in that they weren't interested in, in the past like especially like home workout equipment is 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 like such a great example because everyone was just going to the gym before this and now everyone is panicking to work out and doing you know 50 pushups and then tagging four friends in their instagram story to do another 50 pushups and like nobody actually has any real good home workout equipment so <laughs> People are talking about stuff like that. And people are talking about other cool products. So I literally just listen to conversations. I'm not just in person though, like even like, you know, trending things on Twitter. TikTok is a great place to find products. People are always posting cool products that they bought online on TikTok. And it's not even ads I'm talking about. I'm talking about people literally just like posting stuff on TikTok saying like, oh, like these lights that I got in my room look really cool. Like stuff like that. You kind of just have to see what people are interested in and it always is changing with different trends. But right now with the virus, there's like a ton of new ones that are coming up. So we
0: got a question from a Phoenix on YouTube. He's saying, is Facebook your only ad source or do you use multiple ad sources? And if
1: so, what are they? So we do use multiple ad sources, but Facebook is the one that I'm in charge of. So we we, ha- we do sometimes run Google ads and we've messed around with Taboola a little bit, but Facebook is the only one that I'm like hands-on running. Yeah. Okay. And Strawberry Baby had
0: a question on YouTube saying, what's the going rate for the automation service?
1: Packages start at $15,000. It basically d- just depends on how long you want to manage um, yeah, the ads. For So like I was saying, like we'd do it as little as like, usually like two or three months to be on the smaller end and then up to... I mean, we could really figure out something custom for everyone, I guess. But usually up like six months max, we'll run out for you. So depending on how long you want it to be like fully in charge of managing everything is how expensive it will be. But the cheapest is definitely 15,000.
0: And Phoenix had a follow-up question for how long should I wait before using CBOs on a new store?
1: So that's a good question. So CBOs, in my opinion, are really just a great tool to scale. It's not really a great tool for testing. So when I'm testing ads, You know, if I'm testing a bunch of different audiences, let's say I'd like to have, I want to make sure that each audience is spending the exact same amount so that I know if one's performing better than another, it's because they, you know, you want, you don't want to have, it's when you're testing anything really, You, you only want there to be one variable that's being changed. And if, if it's the audience that you're changing, then the spend has to be the same. If it's the spend that you're testing, then the audience would have to be the same. So if you're testing ads and you're trying to find, you know, like maybe interests that are working really well or look like audience that's going to per- perform really well, you want everything else to be the same. So that includes spend. So a CBO, I would say once you once you start seeing ads that are performing well, and let's say you're testing, for example, you're, you, you're testing a new product and you create 20 ad sets at $10 a day each and you put them all, you, you launch them all at once. After maybe three or four days, some of them are going to be significantly outperforming the others. Um, And and, and at that point, maybe you could take like the top five from that campaign and then duplicate that into a new campaign and put that campaign as a CBO um, at a slightly higher budget. So all the ad sets will be spending more. And also Facebook will only be distributing the spend amongst ad sets that we already know are performing well rather than having it you know, test ad sets that maybe weren't doing well, but maybe a bad ad set got one purchase of Facebook puts too much spend into it. But you don't want that to happen in the testing phase because it could kind of like mess up all the data. That's really good. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning that.
0: No, thanks. Jeff from Instagram said, have you noticed if Facebook sends you bad traffic, if your page gets a low score?
1: So I wouldn't say, so if your page gets a low score, what Facebook does is it, it increases the CPM. So it just makes it more expensive for you to reach the same audience that you are already targeting. So let's say it's just going to, they, they do that just because they, it's almost like a punishment and they want you to get your score higher and then they'll make it cheaper again. So I don't, I don't know if I wouldn't necessarily say they send you bad traffic but they definitely make it more expensive to reach the same amount of people which definitely will you know hurt all of your results so let's say your cost per purchase was $5 and maybe now that your uh, page score dropped to whatever it is i think it might be like below 2 that they they start doing this now it's your cost per purchase might be $6 and it's not because the traffic is different it's because the CPMs are different which is literally just facebook choosing how much you're going to pay to reach the same audience as a
0: and as a follow up question, like what's a way to
1: improve on the page score? It's really just customer experience, <laughs> which is obviously really hard right now with, with the shipping times. If you are drop shipping, like it, it's tough. Here's something that I've been doing that's been helping I've been sending, I've been creating uh, email flows that I call like uh, proactive customer service emails. So basically, I know shipping times are slow right now, and I know that that could really hurt my, you know, uh, Facebook page score as well as a number of other things that affect. So what I do is I set up like an email to send to customers like three days after they purchase, five days after they purchase, and maybe even another like a week and a half or something after they purchase, literally saying like. How much we appreciate that as a customer. Um, how thankful we are that they trusted our brand. Like, thank you so much for shopping with us. Just a friendly reminder: shipping times are a little slow right now. Our number one priority is to keep our customers and employees safe. So we, you know, been bringing uh, like less people have been at the warehouses shipping out orders or whatever at the factories uh, manufacturing. So customers are usually pretty understanding when you do stuff like that. They like to know that you didn't forget about them. So if you just are automatically sending them those emails, you know, a few times after they purchase, they're not gonna feel like you just took their money and abandoned them, which is really what they're scared of is that like they're never gonna receive the product. And it's sometimes tough for them to understand that they are going to receive the product. It's just gonna take a little longer than they were expecting. But if you are constantly reminding them and sending them emails of how appreciative you are of their business and how much they mean to you and, and that you know the product's on the way, they just want to make sure all their employees and customers stay safe with the virus, that usually handles all the issues.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Like proactive customer service. Yeah. So it's just a way to keep your customers happy, folks. Take care of your customers. You're running a business and you want to be in business for the long term. It's really important. Really important. Well, this is great stuff for sure. I mean, I think you dropped a lot of value here. A lot of the people that are dropping questions, but I want to be respectful of your time as well. So I would
1: say for the audience, maybe you could leave some closing remarks. Sure. I mean, again, I would say the name of the game right now is definitely, I mean, right now is again, the greatest time to start just because of how much CPMs have been decreasing. So don't take that for granted. I've been doing this for three years now, and I've never seen such a steady decrease in CPMS, and it probably will never happen again. So, if you are a beginner, just getting started, this is like I'm telling you for sure, this is the time to do it. Facebook ads are literally the cheapest that they've been in a while, and it really might not even last another month. Who knows? Like everything is starting to reopen now, and businesses are going to start putting their spend back. Big businesses are going to start putting their spend back on Facebook. So. Right now is definitely the time to get started. And like you could like put my Instagram somewhere. Definitely DM me if you have any more questions. I always look through my DMs and I'm happy to help you guys. But yeah, like right now, right now is a crazy, you know, so many crazy things are happening with the virus and it's so easy to get caught up in all the negatives of it. But as an e commerce entrepreneur, there's a lot of positives to this virus. So try to focus on the positives and and don't get too like caught up in not being able to go out. Use use being stuck at home as the next to more and and use the low cpms as an excuse to get more ads up and, and stuff like that so yeah right now is definitely the time to get started and feel free to dm me with any more questions really great stuff well thanks noah we appreciate having you on the podcast yeah thanks so much for having me It was a lot of fun
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tech Money Talks podcast. It's officially sponsored by Spotify and Anchor FM. Tune in every weekday to Ask Mac on Tech Money Talks Live. It's at 2 p.m. Central every weekday on YouTube or Facebook. Simply go to youtube.com slash techmoneytalks or go to facebook.com slash techmoneytalks. If you want to learn how to make money with no money, then go to dropshipbyphone.com. Go to dropshipbyphone.com. Be on the fast track to starting your own business. You can work with me personally. It's my dropship Funnels Done For You service. I work with you one-on-one to build your own store and get your very own sales fast in drop shipping. You can go to dropshipfunnels.com to find out more information.